This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 375th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. This week I finished what has been the biggest, most intense, most rewarding, and probably most life-changing novel outline I've ever written. That being, of course, my Portal Fantasy sequel, Dreambreaker. I started the brainstorming process last May, not sure what I would be diving into with my first foray into the world of sequels, and finally finished the scene outline last week. It turned out to be an incredible experience. Every writing process is powerful in its own way and leaves its mark on your life. But this one has marked several major turning points in my life, both personally in ways that it tied in eerily with the book's themes of faith and surrender, and in regards to feeling like I've reached a new level of understanding and ability in the writing itself. So from here, I need to take a few days to transcribe the last of my handwritten notes into Scrivener. Then I'm planning a short break, during which, of course, I'll need to reread the original Dreamlander to get myself back into the story's voice, And then it's full steam ahead into the first draft. I can't wait. The latest post on the blog is a review of the Meraki Literary Subscription Box. If you need a great gift for writers in your life or yourself, check out this fun and inexpensive monthly literary subscription box. To read the review, visit helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled The Lazy Author's Six-Question Guide to Writing an Original Book. Never once have I worried that I might not be writing an original book. Even just saying that kind of sounds like a dirty secret, like maybe the only kind of author who could say such a thing is either one who lacks anxiety enough to care if her stories are original, and or one who lacks integrity enough to check if her stories are original. Granted, it is kind of a secret, but not a dirty one. Rather, it's a completely liberating secret that lets me focus on doing my own thing without ever having to wonder if a story will have this so-called magic ingredient of originality, which we're so often told is crucial for making agents swoon and readers buy. So what is the secret? Easy. Instead of focusing on what everyone else is doing, so I can avoid doing the same thing, leaving a very narrow window for creativity indeed, I simply focus on doing my own thing. Here's how it works. Honestly, the whole idea of writing an original book is so overrated. Blasphemy, I know. It isn't that originality isn't important, or that it doesn't often have that coveted effect of hypnotism on agents, editors, and readers. Rather, it's that writing an original book is a product, not a process. If you pursue originality, you may finally snag it in your butterfly net. But that may end up being the only thing in your net. Originality isn't, in fact, so very hypnotizing in itself. Agent Russell Galen pointed out in the September 2016 Writer's Digest article, Science Fiction and Fantasy Today, I'm interested in individuality, not originality for its own sake. If you have a vampire who drinks only the blood of octopuses, so what? I see a lot of stunt originality. 
In short, individuality is the process that leads to originality. So stop worrying about writing an original book and start focusing on being all of you in everything you write. And how do you do that? The following are six important questions to get you started. Question number one, do you like this idea? This is where writing an original book begins. It's also where that sound advice about following your heart, not the market, gets its foundation. If you don't genuinely like a story idea, then you've got no more business writing it than you would marrying someone you didn't like. Now, this sounds like a no-brainer, but sometimes when authors end up overthinking the inspiration process, they can actually end up trying to write stories they're not in love with. How does this happen? Maybe you're just desperate to break into bestseller status, so you figure you better jump on the latest trend, even though you actually have no interest in dystopia or angels or zombies or whatever. Or maybe you've come up with a genuinely good idea. Logically, you know it might be a winner, but your heart just isn't in it. This has happened to me a couple of times with ideas that range from straight-up romance to police thrillers, neither of which I have the slightest interest in writing. So, the great ideas, sadly, must be relegated to the mental cabinet of pretty but neglected curiosities. I always know when I found an idea I genuinely like. The images that suddenly flood my mind are ones that excite me. They're ones I wish I could read or about or watch on the big screen right now. This is a story I would pay to experience if another author were executing it. Lucky for me, I get to be that author. So rule number one of writing original stories is write only stories you want to read. Question number two. Are you passionate about this idea? Of course I'm passionate about it. I just told you I liked the idea, didn't I? Yeppers, but even just liking an idea isn't enough to imbue it with the life force that may eventually spawn true originality. You're going to marry this sucker, remember? That means you've got to be able to give it everything you've got. When you're asking yourself if you're passionate about a story idea, what you really want to be asking yourself is if this idea is one capable of becoming a vessel for the fundamental passions that already drive your life. These passions might be causes you're invested in, credos you live by, topics, people, and places that attract you, or theories that fascinate you. And this is where we find the beating heart of the often-aligned writing advice, write what you know. This doesn't mean you have to write about a whale biologist, just because that's what you do in real life. Or, more likely, write about a writer who stares at the blank screen, does laundry, goes shopping, and reads books. What it does mean is that stories should always reflect what you care about. Why write about the war in Afghanistan when your heart is really an education for the underprivileged? Why write about Paris when your heart is really in Skagway? Why write about forensic science when your heart is really into storm chasing? Don't try to cram popular, accepted, or intellectual ideas into your story just because they're popular, accepted, or intellectual. Write what interests you. 
your enthusiasm will be contagious. One of my chief rules in fleshing out my own ideas is if it bores me, forget about it. Try it. It's completely liberating. This rule makes it almost effortless to follow my passions in my writing. They pop up without much conscious thought at all. I write stories of redemption because I'm passionate about them. I write about ideas of honor and sacrifice because they fascinate me. I write about knights and pilots and history and epic fantasy because I love that stuff. So rule number two of how to write an original story is the moment your writing starts to feel like studying for your least favorite school subject, stop. Question number three. Do you understand this idea? The first two questions on our list are really just about opening yourself to your subconscious self and taking advantage of the great stuff you find already living there. But now it's time to get a little more conscious. It's not enough to have a good idea or even an honest idea. You also need to, at some point in the process, understand that idea. The vast majority of truly great premises are wasted because their authors failed to understand their ideas well enough to take full advantage of them. I've done whole episodes on this important topic, but suffice it that once an idea has begun to gel for you, you must take it out, hold it up to the light, and turn it around to see it from every angle. Ask yourself, what is this story really about on the level of plot, theme, and character? What kind of scenes do you need to create to take full advantage of the best aspects? What are the aspects of this type of story that have never or rarely been fully explored? And what can you and your unique life experience bring to the story? Don't just dance on the surface of a great idea. Follow it down the rabbit hole as far as you can possibly go. One of my favorite parts of the outlining process is sitting down at the very beginning to brainstorm what-if questions. I consciously explore every answer I can dig up in response to the questions, what will readers expect from this story, and what won't they expect? So rule number three of how to write an original story is good ideas don't make good stories. It's the other way around. Question number four. Sometimes it can be ridiculously tempting to add something to a story just because it seems like every story of this type has that something. For example, heroes with amazing skills or funny little sidekicks or love story subplots, you name it. But to truly do justice to the individuality of your stories, you must be able to distance yourself from the often reflexive urge to include genre tropes just because. Most of us do this at least once or twice per story without even really thinking about it. Or maybe you do think about it. You say, hmm, I better add this or readers will be disappointed. Perhaps surprisingly, that's not a good reason to include something in a story. Readers care far less about genre tropes than they do a cohesive story that follows its own rules and delivers its own satisfying surprises. Hand-in-hand with the previous exercise of mining your idea for its every unique and interesting aspect, you also need to be questioning every element you find yourself adding. Are you adding it just because it seems appropriate? Or are you adding it because it's true to the needs of your story? 
This is a trap I have to constantly guard against. Even when I attempt to be consciously aware of all my story choices, often I end up throwing in something here or there that really isn't an honest reflection of the characters or story world I've created. I rely on my beta readers to point out where I've tossed in a trope or a cliche for no good reason. Inevitably, I stand back and realize I was subconsciously including this element just to please a shallow genre convention. So rule number four of how to write an original story, follow the rules of your own story, not the rules of other people's stories. Question number five, why is this idea something only you can write? This is a question authors are frequently encouraged to ask themselves. And yeah, I know it's confusing as all get out. An idea only you can write. What is that even supposed to mean? Are you the only person who can write about dragons? Well, no. Are you the only person who can write a love story between a spoiled society queen and a grumpy detective? Uh, no. Are you the only person who can write about bewildered teens searching for the big answers? Sigh. Those stories have already been written a gabillion times. Guess that means we're all doomed to either pack it up and call it a day, or just resign ourselves to writing the same old hackneyed stories. Or not. What write something only you can write really means is write your story as only you can write it. Put your own spin on it, your own style. Try this. Think of five of your favorite authors, and then imagine how your story would be if they wrote it. No doubt all of their iterations would be awesome. You have excellent taste in authors, after all. But they would all be different. Yours will be different too. Don't try to write your story as another author might write it. Write it to the fullness of your own unique capabilities and style. Patrick O'Brien, author of the highly stylistic Aubrey Maturin series, is probably my all-time favorite author. I adore Dickens's lush and cutting verbosity. I am fascinated by Patrick Rothfuss's rambling exploration of his mysterious protagonist's life. The painful, poetic, dreamy prose of Malina McGraw's After Dunkirk makes me a little more than jealous every time I read it. But I am not these authors. Were I to try to be, my stories would inevitably suffer. So instead, I focus my energy on pouring my best sensibility and ability into each word I choose. So rule number five of how to write an original story, learn from your favorite authors, don't become them. Question number six. How is this idea an introduction to you, the author? One of the scariest things about good writing is its total vulnerability. There is no place to hide on the page. Your deepest, rawest, most subconscious self is out there for the whole world to see. In fact, they may even end up seeing you more clearly than you see yourself. And that's exactly what you want. If you're being dishonest or trying to hide yourself on the page, readers will always sense your disingenuousness and they will fail to engage. Readers come into a story wanting to know and understand your characters down to their very souls. What that really means is that they've come to know you. 
Agent Russell Galen went on to insist one of the things he looks for first in his story is the sense that he is getting to know the author herself through her writing. He said, If so, I will want to represent it, even if it's about taking a ring to be destroyed or some cliche like that. Tropes go in and out of fashion. Just write the stories you want to write. If you are writing about authentic characters, we, agents, then editors, then readers, will care. Possibly my all-time favorite comment I've ever received about my writing was from a review of my portal fantasy Dreamlander on Amazon. The reviewer made an observation that initially blew me away. She said, The consistent theme in each of her books is finding the best in human relationships and coming to an understanding about who you are and what you believe. It blew me away because I never consciously put any of that into my stories. And yet, these are themes I pursue passionately every day. These are the epicenter of my most primal questions. They represent some of the fundamental values of my own life. Whether she knew it or not, what this reader had found in my stories was me. So rule number six of how to write an original story. Ask yourself, what makes me most vulnerable? And then write about it. You can't manufacture originality, but you can strive to be your most vulnerable, honest, principled, and unique self. When you do that, you will write powerful stories. And the awesome thing about powerful stories is that they have a way of finding their own originality. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.